Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 222. I am your host today, David Palermo, and on this podcast, we're joined by the classic co-host, Adam Deacon. He's been back lately for a lot of fucking action. Really stoked. So, as always, follow along on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports. As always, great, great comedic sports podcast your heads up your ass if you ain't listening just wild shit if you're expecting super deep sports takes you'll get some but it's more of an entertainment show and it's great involving sports i love it i have a great time and a lot of people have good connections for good sources so it's it's cool stuff so as always you know follow them at punch trunk everywhere and this podcast pretty much breaks down coaching philosophy on how it relates to the draft i always want to marry talent to the scheme and that's one thing I liked about uh Buddy Nix and, and Doug Whaley is I felt like Buddy Nix came in I'm going to set up an infrastructure we got an assistant GM Buddy Nix came from the great John Butler you know from the school of Bill Polian and, and all sorts of good stuff that is, is really good quote-unquote football general managing that said football is like the boys club all the old guys get to hang out all, and, and there's like old, like sports now you got all these indoctrinated all he came up from this tree and you know, at the end of the day, the team needs to win games and coaching philosophy needs to marry uh, with their general manager. We just did a podcast, 221, on, on philosophy of being a general manager for the Bills, like what it entails, you know, the ins and outs. It, it, Buffalo is, quote, unquote, a tough market, which I don't know. Bills fans are awesome. So this podcast, we dive in, we crush it, and we're in and out, but in all reality, what do you want to see from the coaching staff? Thank you for getting in touch with me uh, on, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. But please, by all means, if there's anything you like from this podcast or want to address, I will gladly call you out next podcast, and we could talk about it. Hope you enjoy it. Podcast <laughs> So we're back with Adam Deacon. What up, dog? I'm here. Let's do it. So um, you and your friends let me in your band for some fucking reason when we were kids. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, it was really dumb. And no, you did okay. I mean, for a dude who didn't know how to play guitar, you hung you hung in there. Thanks, dog. It was thanks to Drunk Dean having a good groove to follow into because you and I jammed with some other na- unnamed drummer that fucking sucked balls, and he had no groove. And it's okay if you suck balls, but just, like, not on the drums, and you don't just get up from your fucking kit and then talk about how the guitar part should be played, you asshole. You go with us. Anyways, so, um, I started, like, really trying to follow the bills, like, deep, deep, like, Yeah, that was actually out. super pointed. I'm just going to throw that in there. Yeah, I but was nobody, my he, they don't listen to it. Of course they don't. Um, it's all right. I don't listen to their band either. I wouldn't, except for one guy. Um, so, I pretty much kind of looked at it like... Um, the bills are kind of like a way to keep my mind off of like band stuff. So I'd end up on like Buffalo rumblings all the fucking time, leaving comments, love that website. And it was, it was a good time, but then the conversations would only get to like level one. And then, uh, Joe Rogan dropped his podcast and I listened to everyone for a while from like episode 35, but started like 105, I think. 
And Sam Tripoli was like the second one I ever listened to from Punch Drunk Sports. So, as always, we're brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports. So, it's an honor to fly the flag at least. And they have a website dropping after three years, I guess. It's coming. But check out their podcast as always. But also, you know, Burt Kreischer's on my first one. And what happened is you just get to like a second level of conversation. You get to, all right, now we're going to dive deep. Because a lot of newspaper articles and blog sites are hit pieces. or They, they don't dive in. It's all fucking clickbait. And what I enjoyed about the last four years doing Numb Bills Fan Podcast with you is that we've been able to actually take a look and see how people systematically fit in. And as soon as hyperbole, the, the glaring example I could give people of what I'm talking about is, jump right into it, coaching philosophy. Sammy Watkins did not fit the Bills. It was dumb to trade up. I raised my hand up as much of a fan of Whaley and what they were trying to build there. Um, I really liked, but I liked from what I was let known to like. I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I'm hoping to get educated on that time period, eventually reaching out to some contacts to, to really kind of dive into that because I've been a huge fan of Whaley and the fact of Buddy Nix was like, I need an assistant GM. Came from Pittsburgh, all the pedigrees there. We started having a stacked roster, and at the time, you can argue that Sammy Watkins, that was a year to trade up. Your roster is pretty stacked. And Mario Williams, you can't tell me you should have taken Mac because Mario Williams is still in his contract and he was playing lights out with Jerry Hughes. So that argument's stupid to me. You would have wasted a first round pick that year. I Dude, it's I kinda hated it when when the pick was announced, but like I I, I convinced myself in like five minutes time that like yeah sammy watkins is a great idea like we got like a sick receiver core now but then they went and, and released stevie johnson which you know you know i i like stevie he he fit he fit the he fit the fan base as well as any player who's ever played here you know what i'm saying yeah i thought that was dumb because that dude that was dude, down. his job is to get open in space and he did no that matter dude what. was down and i was like we got that one two punch now like this this thing might actually work, and like, well, Robert Woods is still there too, and that's the thing is we would have had all three going hard at it, and and it's like the thing with Watkins is the first thing I said is who the fuck is throwing in the ball, and oh by the way the prequel draft before when they drafted E.J. Manuel I'm like you got to be fucking kidding me you can't fix accuracy it's a one thing we hear in hindsight with quarterbacks is you can't fix accuracy, and what happened a rookie quarterbacks coach and fucking Nate Hackett. Or, I mean, uh, offense coordinator Nate Hackett is going to double duty as quarterbacks coach? Are you fucking serious? But at least they brought in Kevin Cobb for an effort to marry him with EJ Manuel, but then they failed to really replace him with anything sustainable. But Doug Whaley fucked up by going to Fitzpatrick and having him adjust his contract, and they ran the fucking dude out of town. So when Josh Allen gets drafted, I'm going. Who the fuck is going to set this kid up? Because I want to go back to the playoffs. My whole thing is I'm a fucking competitor, and I want to go back to the playoffs. And I saw, again, Amnesia, another quarterback destined to fucking fail with nothing around him first year. And it's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And in hindsight, we watched a clip of Rob Ryan, and I'm going to shoot this to you to ramble. Um, August 18th was a clip, uh, I believe. And... He mentioned that Josh Allen is the best of the bunch. He also said Rosen look good, but I don't know Rosen's situation yet. He looks, yeah, of course, the national narrative, he looks like Dawson on paper. But again, how was he set up? Josh Allen was set up the fucking worst, and he shined, which was crazy. And that put a lot of faith in me, which is cool. But, again, I want to go back to the dance. I don't know, man. That It's funny that you brought up 
you brought up that situation because I kind of looked at that Arizona team last year and had a hard time putting my finger on why they couldn't win games. They have capable receivers. They they have a, a good running back, you know, with David Johnson. He, he's never going to be the, the same guy he was, though. I mean, he's not. He's not falling off by any means, though. He's still still a huge contributor. I, I, there's just got to be like other factors that play out there, just make things not work. I don't know if it's coaching. I, I I don't follow that team closely enough, deeply enough, and that's that's my beef at this time of year. Is like everyone wants to act like an expert, but really only knows the deep in ins and outs of their own team. So everyone. Everyone wants to like cast shade about oh you know this team needs this guy this team needs that guy do you even know you know and and to be honest with you it's just like who really it's a worst statement I really like I wasn't honest it, it, it's I I was hoping the Bills would let the draft fall to them and when I'm getting people um, I really love the feedback I'm gonna talk to him right now. Um, a guy replied to me. I want to call him out in a good way. Um, Doug Flutie seven seven seven. Thank you for listening. And I know you listened to the last one, but you said, "Bro, you got to chill out a bit with the new regime." Josh Allen did not get a concussion. Yes, they didn't do him any favors in year one, but they had massive dead cap and uh, and built a nice D. Now you're loading up around Allen. Um, and then I said, "You sound." Like you favor the half-assed band-aid approach that got us to a middling record for two and a half decades versus embracing finally doing the right thing with the full year down rebuild. We should be absolutely ecstatic about this approach. Well, in in, in my defense, the Bills getting the number nine is not like rebuild territory, bro. Okay? And the thing is, that is really irritating about this argument is I've gone over this for about a fucking year and I'm trying to move on. And here's how we're going to move on from it. Year one, McDermott's going to feel his way out. And the fact is, is Andy Dalton threw a fucking lucky pass and the Bills limped in. Okay. And the narrative would be a lot different if the Bills didn't limp into the playoffs. And the reason I didn't want the Bills to make it to the playoffs that way is. That wasn't even a limp. They be, because it was like a crawl on their right, belly. Right, dude. Right. <laughs> and it, it, like a quadriplegic freaking roll into the fucking end zone. Stop. Okay. It, it, it's like. They were like an empty they beer the bottle that rolled mouth. off the coffee table yeah. and landed so, in the playoffs. So it's like, oh, you're going to tell Kyle Williams we're doing everything to build a team around you and come back to us. And uh, maybe they told him something different. Yo, man, we're going to do the best we can. But don't fucking trot out Peterman and tell me I should lay off a bean. Like, that's fucked up, dude. You know? So it's like, dude, I love your feedback. If you want to call in, cool. I'm not trying to, like, put you on blast. But, like, I've had this argument. And your one is Dermot did his thing. You're two. Bean didn't build a fucking roster. To be fair, though, I mean, they gave the kid they gave the kid the chances, and then they they cut ties. Like they had to make sure they weren't getting any return on Peterman, and they did that. Well, they didn't upgrade their quarterback coach or the offensive line coach for. for well, so it's hey. like until this year. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. Year three, dude. Doug Flutie, seven seven seven. Yep. I am fucking stoked. Okay? I'm I'm throwing out a big thank you. To Nate Peterman, because otherwise we'd be picking like 16th right now. 
I'm not because I really felt like the Bills with Josh Allen starting all year long honestly could have went to the playoffs. He could because my whole thing with keeping Tyrod was, hey, have him learn underneath him. Yeah, you're going to have to pay him a lot of money, but you have a guy that shows up to work just like Baker Mayfield. Groom him. He's not going to throw turnovers. He's going to keep it close. And you have a guy for your quarterback, Josh Allen, to learn behind from Doug Flutie is 777, not the almighty Doug Flutie, who will reply to your Twitter sometimes. Um, he, I will tell you, he did the worst job setting up. Well, give me the list here, Doug Flutie 777, whatever your name is, on how to, what should a quarterback be set up with? I'll tell you what they should be set up with. A quarterback's coach that's fucking worth a shit, an offensive line that's worth a shit because Incognito and Wood left two weeks before the fucking draft, and 14 offensive linemen went in rounds two and three and could be developed right now. That said, with the new offensive line coach that I want, I'm kind of glad in hindsight that they didn't, but they could have fired the offensive line coach that year, upgraded it, and we could be farther down the road developing Josh Allen. But no, now we have to get a new fucking offensive line scheme going which is good and what i want but it's a year too late and this gm sat on his hands all season so yeah dude i have an issue with it but it's go time because brandon bean just crushed the roster and brought in a bunch of guys to compete and i like competition a lot of one-year contracts on these offensive linemen and josh Allen did that good Imagine what he would have fucking did because he cleaned up even rob ryan said with colin cowherd um in in second week to third preseason game, which was when we watched a Rob Ryan clip, how much that, and I said it too at the time, that Josh Allen cleaned up his mechanics because eyeball tests, eyeball tests of other Bills quarterbacks, he is not any less accurate. He really isn't. Your thoughts? I know there's a lot of shit. My thoughts on what? The Rob Ryan clip? I mean... I thought it was awesome. It was a great clip. He came, he came in and basically was just like, yo, that personnel staff was a, was a disaster. <laughs> like... I I like that he just shot it straight. I mean, he's like the worst he's seen in 18 years as that personnel uh, staff. And I'm like, man, I'm making these dog way we don't lie videos. They're probably like, man, this dude's full of shit. <laughs> I played the wrong bet. I like. I mean, I like Doug Whaley's nose for talent. Like he Me could too. he could sniff out some like really good players that just kind of were like under the rate the the dust settle guys like we used to call it way back on the classic episodes. Um. I liked I liked that, but I just I feel like it wasn't orchestrated, and I feel like the the way we're heading now with Brandon Bean, he has a better a better vision for the future. You know what I mean? I think I think his I think his way he's going about this is putting the right guys in place where they need to be. You know, he got he got his cornerback. You know, well. That that's the funny draft that he wasn't here for, but well, well, I I lump him and McDermott together. Well, I kinda, uh, it, it, uh, it it's the regime, whatever. Not him specifically, because again, you know, Doug Whaley was still sitting in the chair at that point, but got canned the day after <laughs> or whatever. That was that was a really funny situation because it's like, do you really want to give give credit to the guy who lost his job right after it happened? But. I feel like perpetually this roster will will be able to to sustain just by the the method by which they've they've assembled it. You know what I mean? I would love to dig deep, and if there's anybody with sources that want to hit me up at numbillsfan on Twitter or Dave at numbillsfan.com, and I won't vet you as a source. I will keep it quiet, but I would love to know if anybody listeners out there might actually know something about that. 
because I've been going to bat for the dude, and then I hear he really is hard to work with, and and it's kind of like I'm not saying I'm embarrassed. It's just like like you said that he could definitely find, which is what this podcast is about, a player to match the talent and make like day one impact. And if you're keeping score at home, Brandon being cleared this this roster of talent, but don't tell me you couldn't brought in talent to fill it in because we're in Buffalo and we grew up watching this team bring in fucking ashes that come back to life and they fit a scheme well. Okay. There's been a lot of one year guys. Point being just felt the bills could have really had some cheap guys come in minimum contracts and see what they can do. Get them in the mix uh, but I felt like they sat on their hands in the front offense uh, until middle of the season. And people say, oh, Josh Allen got better midseason. Yeah, because they brought in Derek Anderson. He had a guy who's played so many games. and they, So my overall point is I'm not trying to crush anybody for a different opinion. It's just like don't give credit where it isn't due. And I'll dial back and give him credit where it once was because I'm still investigating from five years ago on a GM I really like. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm open to changing my perspective. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's a lot of question marks anytime you, you bring in, like, a big personnel change. And they let that entire uh, scouting department go after, after you know, I guess we'll call it Whaley's last draft. The, the, the unofficial first draft during, during McDermott's time. It was... It was a, a lot of people being transitioned into the building. A lot of people that, you know, wouldn't normally get talked about. And I don't want to rip on the old scouts because I don't know, but maybe there was something in the background where there was a lot of guys that Buddy and Nick's retained too when they went pretty much they retained all the scouts. And, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, analytics. And, and analytics, quote unquote, analytics is like a newer thing and it's offered us a different light. But you still have to look at the entire situation of something. You know, you can't tell me that the Bills went seven and nine one year when I know that like Tyrod Taylor in one of those games or something like that had two hold two calls on two touchdowns brought back against the Giants or something like that. You know, it's like where's the context of it? Because I hate these blanket statements. We're not gonna get deep. We need to I wanna find out like who can the Bills take in the first round pretty much that matches what the Bills are looking to do. And, and and honestly, I need a guy in the field offensively who's going to make the defense at least use some game time on him in, in the film room. You know, that's what I miss with Watkins. He took a safety with, with him, and then it opens up underneath for even your running backs to get some room. You know, you're taking that safety out of the equation. You're taking another DB with him. So it's like, if you can get a mismatch fucking nightmare on offense, great. If you can't, cool. But are you going to spend a first-round pick on, again, coaching scheme, a rotational defensive line player? I don't think they need a defensive end right now. But if you're in rotation, it might be advantageous. You need one anyways. Jerry Hughes, I believe, in his last year. I don't think he's lost a stop. That dude, Benz, he's awesome. Alexander is solid at his age to to fill in any spots you need on defense. Yeah, I mean, really, I think they need to to look at putting a – you know, a long-term solution in the Kyle Williams spot. But, you know, Harrison Phillips is young still, and he could he could develop out. He he wasn't terrible last season. Um, right. But, again, that, that would be a spot that would make sense financially to, like, get a, you know, a high prospect 
and lock him in on that rookie deal instead of having to go out and spend 12, 15, 16, 17 million a year. I had Christian Wilkins paying pay an approving guy. You know what I mean? I had Christian Wilkins packed at that spot, but it, it, it's like. I would, be, I would be cool with that. I, I would be, but at the same time, I feel like you can trade back, and then other people don't want um, defensive linemen from Clemson at all. So, which I don't know because I don't follow college football enough, but I see the I comments. mean, I'm still over here kind of crossing fingers, hoping and praying that we uh, either gra- grab, you know, Ed Oliver or trade back and, and grab one of the uh, Iowa tight ends. So Ed Oliver would do for you because since his measurables have come in in the combine, he's actually slipped down to the Bills in some mock drafts, yeah, honestly. Yeah, I'm... I still think I still think he would be a day one impact, you know. Right, and that's what I'm looking for. Is like, what can upgrade this team now? That's what I'm stoked on. And and, and for people to submit the whole season last year, and you know what? It, you didn't tell me to go get season tickets, but I still got to fucking go. And you know what really happens when the Bills suck? I have a hard time finding somebody to even go to the game with me. Let alone, oh, I'll give you 12 bucks. It's on StubHub for 12 bucks. It's like, oh, cool, fucking thank you. I just spent $180 on this fucking game today. And then I could be miserable about it and see a roster that needed to be replenished. And I'm glad that fucking Brandon Bean stepped up, made some moves. Now we can play with this cap space. But until the coaching proves that it can do what it can do on offense, I'm sorry. It's still a fucking clean slate and they got to prove it. And I'm not anointing that guys can do it before they show it, you know, and that's always kind of been how I am. That said, you know, again, watch some revisionist history. Somehow we landed on a Rob Ryan video and he's talking about Brian Dable and how he worked with him in New England for years, Buffalo guy. And then, you know, kind of reignited my spark. And, and at camp, I was sitting with Eric Turner and he had three different um, route concepts or, or, or I should say route concepts. I'm talking out of my ass. Three different things for the receivers to do or plays called for each quarterback out there at camp. You know what I mean? Three different styles for Allen, McCarron, and Peterman. You know, so. I want to know, what does Ryan Dable want? What does he need? We could use a mismatch nightmare, but who is that? And even if it is Metcalf, I don't know. I don't know, because there is something that still makes him special. Do you know what I mean? But couldn't you just get, like, the cool Notre Dame receiver a little bit later and and, and still market that maybe in the second round or something? Like- I, I'm not sold on Metcalf. I fully, I, I fully expect him to just go out there and get hurt. So, oh my god, dude, I we're gonna jinx it. Last time I said something like this, we got Josh Allen, and the only reason I didn't want Josh Allen is because I was reading accuracy numbers, and we didn't have a real quarterbacks coach because the guy they tried on the field, Peterman, like broken NFL fucking record uh, of football history for how many turnovers he he uh, <laughs> and. Never mind. Yeah, no, no one's By started their career. Three, yeah. I was on the floor laughing my ass off, and I really feel like the offensive line stopped blocking for him because Joey Bose is like, are they even blocking? <laughs> like, well, I think that I think that was kind of a real thing. I think they were kind of just like, yo, like, get our boy Tyrod back here because I feel like I feel like everyone was tight. Dude, at that they, point, Tyrod's you know a really mean? nice guy. They really liked him. Yeah, he had. I feel like he had everyone's respect except for coach for whatever reason. But then he goes to Cleveland, and I hate when people go, well, he went there and did nothing. So I got to give Brandon Bean credit here. You ready for it? Sammy Watkins, he still looks high as fuck on the field. A lot of clap your hands after a dumb mistake, as far as what I saw in the playoffs. You know what happens? People make mistakes. But I smoke a lot of weed. I understand. You know, sometimes you're just fucking forgetting shit, you know. And Sammy, I love you. 
But like, and I love that you're a deep thinker. I love to have you on a podcast and hang out sometime, roll some blunts. But you got to chill before the game, a little bit less, or at least counter it with caffeine, like I do for hockey. You got to get in your flow state. I get it. But I don't see, think Sammy Watkins has a level of focus where, like, he went to the Rams. Don't laugh. This is a serious matter. He went to the Rams, and I'm like, yo, you traded Sammy Watkins and, and, my, and, and didn't replenish him. So my whole um, my whole beef was with Bean is like, yo, in hindsight, he was right on Watkins. In hindsight, he might have been okay trading Darius. That said, well, I was in you, it with Darius you, for the long haul for another five more years You can't here. say he didn't try to replenish. He he brought in Calvin Benjamin, which should have worked. And Jordan, so I thought, Jordan Phillips? But I or mean, not Jordan Phillips. Who was, the, who was the one receiver? I am so, oh my God. Receiver, drawing a blank, from Philadelphia. They traded Darby for him. Oh, um... Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. And you know what? Fucking, I think Peterman got his ass killed. Didn't he? The first pass he had, I think it was for fucking Peterman in camp. And he got yeah, a I was going to say, it wasn't in a and, game. I and don't even... Peterman killed Calvin Benjamin, dude. Like, his first year, too, on the team. And and it's like, dude, I was so stoked on Calvin Benjamin. And, and, and you know... It's what is the philosophy? Because you're talking about hard work, preaching work out there, and this dude's still on the fucking team. So that tells me that there's more behind the scenes that maybe he's going through some shit. Maybe he's depressed. I don't fucking know. Maybe he's got some emotional issues that affect him on the field because this affects players a lot more than they let it on to believe. That's why, like, this podcast is more of, like, a player's public relations podcast. Like, yo, we're going to give the players the benefit of the doubt, and we're going to talk about the coaching and the general manager. That's always been my perspective. I don't know about you, dog. But, like, I just feel like players get the fucking art of scapegoat ones. You know? Oh, he didn't want to work. He didn't really want to be here. We only want to play. Okay. Well, yeah, it's easier to blame the names you know. Right. You know, but don't tell me you're clearing cap space and all this and just, like, not replenish the roster. So now we're here, 2019, year three. I'm fucking stoked. The Bills won't be worse than last year. And they yeah. still won five games. Yeah, we'll see. You know? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling good, but, man... It's the NFL. Dude, Anything so, can happen. I'm back, baby. Like, I am all about McDermott. I've signed on this podcast as critical of it as I've been of him. I recognize a man can beat the fucking shit out of me. And, you know, he's a wrestling guy, and I have utmost respect for wrestling guys because they really do have a process. As much as they knock it, my whole thing has always been like, yo, dude, your whole shtick about keeping quiet, process, process is going to fucking wear thin. And it did this year. And now... I'm hearing that he's doing more interviews. He's a little bit more open about what he's talking about and a little looser. And that's the thing is Bill's fans appreciate that. Just be organic. Be real. You know, you got a personality. I see him places, you know, like he's a good dude. Just be that guy. Brandon Bean seems like a funny dude. Like, just be that guy. Don't over the top. Oh, he's a buffalo. This, but no, fuck you. I get it. But like, come on, man. Like, you and I have been in and out of Buffalo. I talked about this with Rob from Achilles. Um, the artist there, Rob. Um, so we were talking about this on the podcast when he met Josh Allen. He was so stoked. And he went to college in Buffalo, playing some Buffalo hardcore bands. And for being to come out after, like, you know, what, eight months, oh, Josh Allen's a Buffalo guy. You know what? He was actually right. <laughs> and I hate to fucking admit that. But he was right because the best part about Josh Allen is his humility. He could look at himself and fucking laugh. And embrace it. And that's the first step to progression is being able to look at yourself and recognize what your flaws are. And that dude came to bat. The reasons why we love Fitzpatrick, you better love Josh Allen. And I would bet you just about everybody here listening to this loves Josh Allen. Who doesn't? 
Okay, he was set up to fail, and he still made fucking plays. Like people are ripping on Clay for dropping that ball. You know what? Look at what Josh Allen had to do to get that fucking ball off. Okay, that play is fucking sports history. That drop. <laughs> It's up there with Steve Johnson's fucking drop against Pittsburgh, which landed us Marcel Darius. Pick three. There you go. And they passed on J.J. Watt, and I was like, good. I didn't want that dumb fucking white guy. <laughs> if you don't stop moving that microphone around, I am going to beat you with these headphones. I swear to God. <laughs> I just feel like I'm in fucking Aerosmith. I'm about to dress this up with a headband. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what you're doing over there, but it, it sounds terrible in my headphones. <laughs> so is there... I mean, I thought initially with this coaching philosophy thing, I'd be able to go a lot deeper, but it's more of a revisionist history here, which is we've seen a lot of first-round picks, like, what the fuck? And it's like, you know, Aaron Maven is one. At the same time, you never know. It's just... That was a Duran pick. I kind of trusted his judgment. He's a defensive guy. I liked Perry Fuel at the time. You know, it, it, it's just as far as like quarterback development, it was fucking non-existent. You know what though? I, I like Perry Fuel, but now looking back, I realize I just didn't know anything about anything back then. I was like, oh, Perry Fuel, he won a game as interim coach. I don't know why they didn't give that guy a shot. Yeah. You yeah, and I, I was mean, all like, like, I was like, yo, they should hire Rex Ryan and not Jim Schwartz. And it's like, I always like coaches on round two, but I did like the thing that turned me on about Rex Ryan is he's always been cutting edge. Like, that's the thing. He's always exotic. He's always trying new things. He's always open to giving players chances. And I just wanted Buffalo to get some eyes on and get some players here. And when Rex Ryan was here, we had the most fucking talent on the roster I've seen in Buffalo in, a, like, in forever. And when you go down that depth chart, those Bills should have made the fucking playoffs. And if Rex Ryan just could have had a goddamn defense, like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Just yeah, stop the yeah. fucking run. So, and, and you know what, though? Maybe stopping the run was a thing where you, you do look at a Marcel Darius. You do look at these what these guys are asked to do. And, you know, in hindsight, I, we probably should have backed up. I should have backed up Mario Williams and... and a little bit more being like, yo, this dude has asked me to do what he shouldn't. But then I see defensive ends unexpectedly dropping back into coverage and getting fucking interceptions. So it's kind of like, why don't you add a wrinkle to your fucking game? Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I get it either way, but yeah, I thought he was just being a little bitch at the time, but in hindsight, like I was also just trying to like, I was trying to sell myself on, on Rex Ryan. It wasn't an easy sell at first. And like, there was always that shadow of doubt. Yeah. Because I just watched the Jets kind of suck real hard right before he came here. You know? I, I blame the general manager. I blame Tannebaum. And at the same time, um, <clears throat> at the same time, they did have a good relationship at first. Oh, not Tannebaum. The, the next guy they brought in. I forgot him. I think they fired him already. And um, you, you need to get Wikipedia. No, 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 no. Dude, I'm pretty sure they fired him. Yeah, yeah. What, before what, Todd Bowles. I don't, I don't know. Um, because... I gave him the benefit of the doubt, but it's like, dude, when you look at this guy putting in extra tape, like putting on garbage plays for Peyton Manning to fucking study, I love it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, let's just do this. And you know, like, that's that's like next level, like, trickery. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing with him, with Rex Ryan, you always had a fun time. And then it's just like, like politics, like anything, like coaching, you go to the next guy who mama's a fucking word. We get boring, go to fucking church, yada, 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 which is cool. If that's your fucking thing, I ain't going to knock you, do whatever. You like to fucking pound your bag, pound your bag. 
I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. But I want to know, like, what makes the fucking soup happen behind the scenes a little bit. Give me something to get excited about. Not trust the fucking process. No. So I love where the Bills are in 2019. They're loosened up a little bit. Brandon Bean, in hindsight, made some good moves. I was very critical about it. And in hindsight, the fucking 2018 season is over. And I can't go back to those days even if I wanted to. And my thing was, I want to see Josh Allen. This is his year. Let's go. And guess what? They got rid of the slow fucking receivers. And if you're on Madden, current Bill's roster is sneaky fast. I believe 91, 91, 92. So in speed for top three receivers. And, um, you know, because I judge everything off Madden. <laughs> you have anything else to add to this? Like any other coaching blunders or anything? No, really? absolutely not. <laughs> I'm done with you. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, this has been brought to you by Punch Rock Sports. Uh, and uh, and we base everything off Madden. I bought a drywall lift today. I'm going to go try fucking doing that by myself on a Saturday if you're listening. But anybody want to interact, hit us up on Instagram, um, Twitter. And as always, any questions, you can shoot them over to Facebook, to the Reddit crowd tuning in. Thank you, as always. And... You know, the hardest part about this podcast is promoting it because I don't want to be annoying. So thank you. Interact with us on Instagram. Check there for periodic live videos and whatever. Um, We got some good content coming. And as always, draft show number two is coming your fucking way. So you know on draft night, we're to tune in for a live draft show. And um, more to be announced. No empty promises here. Anything else, dog? Where can we find you? Adam the Bills fan everywhere? Adam the Bills fan on Twitter. Okay. That that is me. I'm gonna stop stroking the mic here and yeah. sign off. So uh Seacrest yeah, out. I'm your host David Palermo and uh if you're into guitar and shit, David J. Palermo everywhere, you can check that out. Um okay, goodbye. Oh yeah, numbillsfan.com. <laughs>